So, Mr. Jelly, welcome to another episode of Topical, the world's most anticipated show. Most anticipated. Every week? Yep. Every week. Yeah, every week. People are just like, oh, when's it coming out? When's it coming out? So, this week, as per always, is a question. And the question is, how do you feel about domiciles? Domiciles? Yeah. I'm pretty I'm pretty into domiciles. I like to go yeah, into them. You're a domestic sort of person? Mm. I mean, I work inside of a domicile, so there's that, you know. I basically don't wow. leave I don't leave the domicile. So it's party at the front and business at the front. It's just everything happens at the front. All the things happen at the front. I like it. I like it. So it seems like to me at least in uh, modern society and even in not so modern society, everybody needs somewhere to live, yeah? You need a, what do people say? A roof over your head. That that sounds about right. <laughs> so I thought maybe we could discuss that topic a bit today. I know it's a bit, um, you know, first world. Some people in third world don't really have roofs over their heads, but we do. So I thought uh, that could be our topic of discussion for today. Sounds good. So if, if I mean, if we kick it off, everybody, you know, hopefully they start off with somewhere to live, normally with your parents or whoever happens to be, you know, your primary caregiver and you live there for a while, you know, blah, 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 blah. Eventually you get to the age where... Either it's socially acceptable to live with your parents for the rest of your life or it's time to kind of, you know, venture out and uh, find your own way. I mean, is that, is that how it happened for you? Yeah, kind of. I mean, I left home when I decided to go to, you know, school after, after year 12. So I moved to Canberra in order to, in order to attend the CIT here. And because, you know, Canberra isn't in Orange, which is where I grew up, I had to leave home. And so I packed all of my things into a into the back of a Brumby plus tra- plus trailer, and off I came. Oh, that's when Jelly set off on his adventures. I mean, that's very yeah. um, American of you, you know, move, move out of home to go to college. Yeah, I mean, that's basically how it worked. But I mean, this to study the stuff that I wanted to study, I kind of had to leave leave home. So it was it was either stay at home and study something, you know, like. I don't know, carpentry or plumbing, <laughs> which, you know, some people are into that, but, you know, not me. So I left home. Oh, wow. See, it was a bit different for me. Like I I did leave home like a few times to, you know, go look after someone's house or stay at some house for a month or live with my brother or whatever. But I didn't really move out of home until I met Michelle. So that was kind of many years down the track. I was one of those people that lived at home with their mom. Mm. I'm not ashamed to admit it. It was good times, good times. So Anyway, later on, you come to that point, you've got to move somewhere and now you've got a decision to make. Like if you've, if you've got some kind of job, you're like, hmm, do I, do I rent a house? Do I buy a house? Do I try and find an abandoned house and appropriate it like as my own? I mean, do you have any <laughs> opinions on that topic? Well, I actually, I, I think it's like the house market as far as like buying houses is kind of difficult to get into. Not because, you know, you have to jump through hoops, although you kind of do. But because the obvious, most obvious and largest hoop of all is the utter cost of housing. Now, this obviously change, different, differs in different places. You can, you know, I mean, it changes just between suburbs, but also between countries. Houses here in Australia are typically more expensive than they are in the States. I think that's kind of got to do with the state of the dollar. I don't really understand. Yeah, I think it's related. You've got population density, you've got, you know, popularity of overseas investment and how many people want houses. I think you go to somewhere like California in America and it's yeah, San Francisco especially, crazy expensive to buy a house anyway, but you move out a little bit, you know, further and suddenly the houses are really cheap. And I mean, to some extent, we have that here as well. You know, if you want to live in a quote unquote dodgy suburb or you want to live a bit more in the country, then, you know, things do get drastically cheaper as you get further and further away from a city centre. But then you've got the problem... 
that if you happen to work in the city centre, well, <laughs> what do you do then? Yeah, I mean that was that was actually part of the decision that Mel and I went through when we decided to you know, buy a house. Um, we started looking around, and there was a lot of new places kind of popping up out in the suburbs. Canberra is. I mean, they just don't stop building new suburbs here in Canberra. It's it's ridiculous. Um, I don't know how they can sustain it, but that's not really the point. We had a look at some places out in the suburbs, but ultimately, like, both of us work kind of near the city, or rather we did work uh, at the time. Uh, And so it was kind of not ideal for us to be, you know, moving out into the suburbs because you end up having to drive and we hate driving (laughs) (laughs) and public transport isn't very good in Canberra. So that kind of, you know, that kind of fed into it. So we decided that we'd rather live closer, you know, as close as we could without being too crazy expensive. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, um, you know, especially couples as, you know, they, they get a bit older and stuff. This is a, like a lot of them come to this place. They're like, you know, I want to live reasonably close to my job. In a lot of cases, you're like, oh, you know, kind of be nice to to own your own home and not pay someone else rent. And then you've got to take on this massive commitment. Like if you think about, you know, all the different things in life that you commit to, like a mortgage is is a massive thing. Like here in Australia, they tend to go, you know, from 25 to 30 years and you pay the bank, you know, basically ridiculous amounts of money to to give you all this money. You end up paying them back, you know, double on them and then some. But that's the way it works and you have to decide you're like hmm like is is this worth it can we afford like you know x amount a week for for the next 30 years and what happens if you know interest rates go up and down and all that sort of thing so was that a tough decision for you guys to make i feel like maybe we didn't think about it hard enough before we came before we got into it let me set let, let me set a scene for you so just after we got married we got back from our extensive honeymoon and just kind of, you know, settled into regular everyday life. But then a couple of weeks later, Mel comes home to me and says, I found a house that I just want, I want to buy it. And, uh, I mean, we'd been, we'd looked at houses before, but just kind of decided, you know, never really kind of committed to anything. And Mel decided that, yeah, she definitely wanted this house. And so what happened was, you know, we went and checked it out and I thought it was, you know, it was, it's, it was a nice place. So we decided that, you know, we'd, we'd go for it. And we started, going around to various different you know, places and trying to figure out how much that we could, you know, how much we could borrow from the bank. And that didn't really go very well for us. We had a, we had a small deposit, but at the end of the day, like that wasn't enough. Like the, the price, the price of the house was kind of too high for what we had already saved up. And so we had to kind of figure it out. We did, we did end up figuring it out in the end, but it was probably a bit too much of a stretch and so now we're kind of thinking back and you know we 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 have we have some regrets i have regrets yeah <laughs> i don't think that's that's necessarily like an uncommon thing I, I think michelle and i were a little bit different we you know purely an accident the house we ended up finding like as our first house was fairly cheap like by the standards back then and and our home loan these days is is very low but i do find it interesting that you're talking about this because obviously you know, we we have two kids, they're getting older, starting to get the need for like, ah, oh, you know, we really need a second bathroom. And the kids, pretty soon, they're going to want to live in their own rooms. Like at the moment, they, they share a room. We're like, yeah, it's probably time to, you know, upgrade our house. But the problem is to go from, you know, the really small house that we have at the moment to anything bigger is a huge, you know, step up financially. It's probably easily two times, if not three times the cost of our current house. Yeah. And then we're, we're sitting there, you know, looking at the weekly repayments and stuff like that. We're going... 
you know, it is kind of considered, I think, in a lot of countries like Australia, it's the Australian dream to, you know, own, own your own home and, you know, kind of make it your own and, and that sort of thing. But you look at it and you're like, wow, that that is a huge commitment. Mm. Yeah. And then one part of you is like, yes, I definitely want this. You know, it's, you know, setting us up for our future and blah, blah, blah. But the other part of you is like, hmm, <laughs> like, I wonder all the different ways like this could go wrong. Yeah. And I mean, think when we think about it now, we got the money because um, Mel's uh, father passed, I think it was, you know, it was a few years ago now. And that we, we got a, well, Mel got a, a relatively large enough sum as a, as an inheritance. And what her brother actually ended up doing with, with kind of his part of that was, you know, going and living overseas and he's, you know, he's living over in London at the moment and, uh, you know, it's, he's, you know, kind of loving that kind of lifestyle. And we, we kind of held on to it for a while and used it for, for some various things, but then we, you know, ended up buying the house with it. But we, you know, we look back and we think about how, like, you know, what we could have done in instead. And, you know, we really want to live out overseas for a while, but at this point in time, it's no longer feasible for us because the mortgage kind of almost is like a, a weight. And so it feels like, and this is part of the reason that we have uh, have regrets is, you know, we, we feel like we're tied down. Uh, Mel can't leave her job because we need her salary to, you know, make sure that the mortgage gets paid because I can buy cheeseburgers, but that don't pay the mortgage. <laughs> and I, I, think it's, I think it's difficult. Like, it's a lot of money to buy a house and it's a lot of money if you want to live in a kind of a nice suburb. And it becomes difficult and it can kind of get you down. Yeah, I think it definitely can. I mean, the other thing is like most things that, that we buy – it's kind of tied into your self-worth as well. Like you look at, you know, some cheaper houses in some not-so-great areas and you think like, oh, yeah, potentially, you know, we could make this work and we could do it up and we could do whatever. But one, that's a lot of work. And two, it's it's like at the back of your mind is like, well, you know, what will, you know, someone's parents think of this and, you know, they'll be like, what have you done to my daughter? Like you've taken her into like a derelict house and you've done this and that. And it's, it, it's a weird thing to kind of, you know, base your decisions on, but it is kind of important to – you know, to kind of feel that sense of accomplishment that, you know, hey, like I've made something in life, I've, I've got this house, I'm doing whatever. But you're definitely right. It can feel like after a while that it's really something that, that weighs you down because at the end of the day, there's a there's like a, a locked-in commitment to the bank and if you don't um, meet on that commitment, they'll quite happily, you know, come and collect your house and uh, sell it off and, and that's it. Now like all that sort of hard work and everything that you've been kind of struggling over is is disappeared. So it's, yeah. it's a massive sort of thing in most people's lives. So, I yeah. mean, if you... If you could go back, like to to Jelly back then, like what what advice do you reckon you'd give him? I'd probably tell him not to not to do it. I'd probably tell him that they they should use the money to you know go and live overseas somewhere, find a place overseas, if only because it was. Uh, I feel like we kind of, I mean, Mel and I rush into a lot of decisions. Um, you know, we think about them a little bit, but as a general rule, we have a tendency to just kind of do things spontaneously, and that's. A good thing in a lot of situations, you know, it makes for very interesting holidays and all that sort of thing. But, uh, <laughs> you know, when it comes to big life decisions, it's hard to, like, it's hard for us to see past, you know, see too far into the future. And, uh, you know, and whether or not that's partially, you know, my lack of uh, foresight in that area or whether or not it's just, it, it's a thing that we both share, it, it, it doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, I think that was, I think that was the problem. We, we didn't think 
you know, we didn't stop and think about what like what we like what we could have been doing and what our future plans were in kind of tandem with that. Because it doesn't just affect like, okay, well I've gotta I've I've just gotta make sure that I have X amount of money at some point, you know, over the next various however many years. You know how how much that money is will like pain you in different ways depending on your situation. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like it it affects your standard of living as well. Like it when your friends are all like, "Hey, let's go see this movie," or "Hey, let's drive to here and like do this." If if your mortgage gets that high that you're like, "I can't really go and see that movie," and I can't really do this thing, and I can't really do that thing, it starts to you know impact on your life, I guess. Yeah. And I mean the, the 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 very fact that you know I decided to you know try uh, you know stop working go and and go uh, go indie you know that that kind of makes uh, you know makes a, puts a weight on it as well like all of a sudden we have to now think okay well where is all this you know <laughs> how are we going to make sure that we pay for not only the the mortgage but also food and uh, you know any entertainment that we want to do it, like and it, and it is difficult like it's really difficult and it can become a real weight as opposed to like just a straight up responsibility uh, so I, I don't know i'd i'd probably i would definitely go back and say and you know just urge past jelly to think about it just for a little bit longer before making that decision yeah yeah i mean that makes a lot of sense i I think in a lot of ways um we're similar like that like it's funny like michelle and i are complete opposites when it comes to making decisions so for me like i just rush into like everything i'm like oh that looks good let's do that let's do that now like why why should we wait for tomorrow let's go do it now like it's it's all set up whereas michelle's like you know let's plan this out meticulously and let's you know, think about what happens here and what happens here. And I think as a balance, that kind of really works. But it does, yeah, it does occasionally cause like interesting situations where, you know, I might rush into something that's a little bit bigger, not maybe not house big, but, you know, some big commitment. And then three months later, I'd be like, hmm, like probably should have thought a little bit more about that. So I, I definitely like, yeah, I share that feeling from time to time. Well, because, I mean, it's not even just like thinking about whether or not you're going to do it, but I mean, it could have been just simply, you know, thinking about like putting together some extra money before moving into it, making sure that our deposit was actually larger than what we already had, finding ways of, you know, increasing that. I mean, all of the all of our friends who have bought houses have, you know, they've had parental help uh, in in many ways. Um, they've either stayed at home and like they've lived at home. Uh, they've gotten you know financial assistance from their families in order to you know help them buy a house and and that sort of thing. Yeah, and we, I mean, we never really had any of that. I mean, other than the financial help that we got because of Mel's father's passing, we didn't have a you know a lot of a lot of assistance really it was just uh it was it was just on us having if we'd thought about it a little bit longer and figured out a way to kind of put more money together in order to buy the house i feel like at this point in the time we would have felt a little bit better about it and it does, so it's not just a matter of okay do i or don't i it's a matter of uh you know of when of when and uh how much kind of planning and preparation you put into it which i think kind of i mean in something as large as a house it kind of I mean, it kind of plays a big role. Yeah, I feel like I'm. I'm kind of glad that we um, recorded this podcast when we did because we're we're kind of at that stage where we haven't, um, you know, haven't made any firm commitments. We're just kind of looking around, and and I feel like my I don't know my way of like being is always to try and sort things out as quickly as possible because I I don't like the idea that you know I have a to do list of ten things and then next week I have a to do list of like eleven things 
And, yeah. you know, it, it, I feel like, yeah, you need to rush through those. The quicker you sort that out, then you can go move on to the next thing. But, you, I mean, you're right. It is it is like a big commitment and it is probably something <laughs> that you need to do, you know, all the planning for because the other thing I'm inclined to do is often gloss over, you know, the fine details. I, I look at all the high-level figures and I'll be like, yeah, that, that looks fine. Okay, move on to the next thing. Whereas really, you know, for something like a mortgage that you're paying every week and for something that fluctuates as well, so interest rates, you know, they, they go up and down and, and things can change, you know, your job circumstance can change. I guess that's the kind of thing that's, you know, that, that's really scary about buying a house. But that's, I don't know, that, that's a lot of negative stuff. I mean, is there any, do you feel like there's been any positives that have come out of like you owning your own home? Oh, there's definitely positives. I mean, they're very small positives, but they're positives nonetheless. Uh, <laughs> one of the, th- the one of the things that we really love about by having a home that we don't really think about too much anymore, but you know, uh, you know, is definitely a positive, is the whole thing where when you rent a house, you have to every six months or or twelve months, uh, you have to have it, you know, an, ex- an inspection from the agent. We've had some terrible experiences with that stuff. A house that we rented when we first got together. We rented it directly from the owners, and the owners were very um, invested. Uh, that, that's the <laughs> kind of politest way I can put it. Uh, if if we ever had um, if we ever had issues, uh, first of all, they had to come over and check themselves to ensure that the issues actually existed, and we weren't just pulling their leg. And then you know they were all also there, present whenever they. Uh, they, and they refused to not be present. They were present whenever there was a um, technician or whatever in the house. Like, had to be, you know, oh, they wow. had to be there. They they were the worst. Oh, my gosh, they were the worst. Um, <laughs> I still remember. I still remember when we moved out of that house and they did the final, you know, final inspection. They tried to they tried to hold back our, uh, our bond. So, you know, um, four weeks rent is held as a yeah. as bond, whatever. And they tried to hold it back from us, and you know we had to. We actually had to end up going into a uh, right to the I don't, I don't forget what the place is called, the rental something or other commission something something ACT blah blah blah, um, you know, and have that you know basically state our case. And I mean, we won because it was they were being stupid, but you know, <laughs> it was you know that sort of stuff where you have to deal with agents, uh, kind of on a regular basis, or you know, God forbid, owners. Yeah, it's not it's not nice, and uh, I mean we haven't had to do that, so that's kind of that's kind of a nice uh, upside. Yeah, I mean I guess there's also the uncertainty. You never know if the you know whether an agent's dealing with you or not, whether the owner's going to decide to you know sell the house or put it on the market. Like I know some yep. friends who you know they they rented a house you know three or four years, super happy with it. It's, it kind of starts to feel like their house. Yeah, and then one day the owner's like, you know what, I'm going to sell this, and not only that, but the owner was asking for more than it was worth. Right. So the house was on the market for like six months and there was an open inspection, you know, every two or three weeks where they had to basically clear out of their, their own house so that people could come to look through it. And they knew that for the price the owner was asking for, it just wasn't going to sell. And there's, you know, as someone who's renting a house, there's not a lot you can do about that. You're kind of at the whims of, um, you know, whoever owns it. And if, then if they decide that they do want to sell it, well, you know, once your, you know, rental period is up, then you have to sort of, you know, go on the market again and, and look all over again. So it's, yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely some upsides, you know, to the whole thing as well. Yeah, I mean, just the, I mean, there are other there are other things like you can you can make adjustments to the house. Uh, we like I've put up shelves and uh, drilled holes into the wall for various reasons. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Do you, do you put up shelves like I put up shelves? Like are they all are they all straight or are they a little bit wonky and a little bit like loose? 
They're perfectly they're perfectly uh, attached to the thing. What are you talking about? I am. This is me. We're talking about. No, I've I, you know it's but it's a thing. It's you know it's a it's a positive about having a house. I can make adjustments to the house uh, as I see fit. We're looking at possibly in the next month or two putting some uh, solar panels on you know on our roof. Yeah, use use all that free energy that's coming from the sun. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. you know, that, and that's not something that you can do as somebody that's renting. You know, that's there are there are plenty of positives, but they kind of come with the responsibility of, you know, ensuring that you're actually able to pay your mortgage on time and pay for other things as well, uh, if, you know, for all of your other bills and stuff as on as kind of a, an aside and that's not a responsibility that you just have to think about at the start. It's a responsibility that kind of infects every decision that you make from then on. You have to think about it and think about it and think about it. Yeah. No, I definitely agree with that. With that sorry. And I also think it's this is unusual for Topical. We've had a really, um, you know, grown-up podcast talking about responsibilities, talking about like life decisions, talking about long-term planning. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm ready for this level of uh, adultness in our in our podcast. Yeah, that it feels it feels weird to be an ad- adult. I I'm not used to it. <laughs> I'm not used to it at all. I feel like I miss the days where we used to just you know run around going boom 